1059 The Region, in partnership with REMAX Prime Properties, present On The Market, real estate advice that works for you. Have a real estate question? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us at info at 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 105.9 The Region and welcome to On The Market. This is York Region's exclusive radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez and my co-host and real estate expert is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties. Good morning, Asif, and Happy New Year. Good morning, Tina. Happy New Year. Thank you very much. And before we look ahead into 2021, let's take a look back at 2020. How was it in terms of the real estate market? Well, the real estate market surprised everyone. And, you know, we started off really strong January, February, March. And when we were hit with the pandemic, people thought that the bottom was going to fall out. There was reports that we'd be down 9 to 18% by the end of the year and that the wheels would fall off in October when the government incentives would end. On the contrary, Tina. We saw December in York Region was phenomenal. December 2020 in York Region was up 57.7% for sales. That is just incredible. And when you look at December as a total, we had said back in November, if we had a strong December, we would finish 2020 as the third best year on record for the Toronto Real Estate Board. That's exactly what happened. And no one would have expected that, right? Not at all. I mean, just drilling down into York Region itself, we had a great year in 2019, and we beat total units sold by 21%, and that's building off of a great year already in 2019. The average price in 2020 was up 13.7%, and this is all happening with inventory being down. Our new listings were down almost 10%. So if you think our new listings were down 10%, we sold 21% more units, that's a huge shift. And that contributed to the average price going up as much as it did. Now, you talked about the units, but was there a bit of a shift in the mix in terms of condos and um, single-family homes? Great point, and yes. So in 2019, if you're looking at the mix, 47% of the sales were detached homes, and 26.8, so 27%, were condos. If you look at what happened in 2020, we sold 50% of the units as detached homes, and condos dropped to 22.7%. So that shift of about 3.5%, 4% went from condos to detached homes. And when that happens, and you look at the average price of a detached home being and the average price of a condo being $632,000, that's what's contributed to that huge increase in average price. But there was a period where everyone flocked to that condo that they had to have. Are you suggesting that that was a mistake now that the value perhaps has dropped a bit? It really wasn't a mistake because if you think about it, a lot of these condos that are purchased from the builder, they have at least 20% equity in them. And they've been rented out for two, three, four years. So people have equity in their condos right now. And even though rents dropped a little bit, what you're going to see is those rental prices are going to come back by the end of the year. And 
the investors and the condo owners will be happy again. And if you look at the actual condo price, Tina, it didn't really drop. So if you're looking at condo prices this year compared to last year, the average Toronto condo price last year was $587,959. This year, it's $632,618. So the condo prices went up 7.6%. So there's no need to panic about the condo market. Sure, sales were down a little bit, but price still increased. Okay, so that's enough of 2020. Let's look ahead to 2021. What are you thinking? Well, I've got uh, my crystal ball in front of me in Mm -hmm. my uh, home studio here, so (laughs) let's see what it's saying. (laughs) It's saying, uh, you know, we're predicting a very conservative increase this year because, you know, there there is some uncertainty as to how strong the market is going to continue to be. And we're I'm going to predict a 7 to 8% increase in sales this year, Tina, which will put us over 100,000 sales in the GTA, which will make it the third busiest year again on the Toronto Real Estate Board in 2021. Now, if we continue with about a 10% increase, we're going to be challenging those incredible years of 2015 and 2016 where, you know, we sold a lot of homes. We sold 101,214 in 2015, 113,000 in 2016. So, you know, a little bit more than the 78% increase that I've projected would put us over the 101,000 mark for sure. And we're, we're probably going to hit that. And we're going to start to see average prices increase as well. So, you know, with the average price I'm going to say they're going to go up about 6%. And York Region itself, we're going to see about 18,600 sales, and that's going to be up about 6% as well. So 6% across York Region is what you're thinking? 6% across York Region. The average price in Toronto will also increase by about 6%. Uh, That's going to put the average uh, in Toronto to uh, about $975,000 for a home. And what you're seeing is right now we're sitting at about 929000 So that's a pretty significant increase. In York Region, I'm going to predict that we are going to hit about $1,110,000 as the average price, which again is up from where we are right now a, a touch. But it's the reality that we are getting there without inventory. We're going to still have multiple offers, bidding wars, and that's going to continue to drive the price up, especially for the first six months of this year. We're going to have a lot of people looking at that detached sector and moving into larger homes as well. It sounds like then you're optimistic. It sure is. And, and you know, these are conservative numbers as well. I mean, realistically, we could have taken a look at 2020 and said we're going to hit 12 to 15% in increases in sales and about a 10 to 11% increase in average price because that's happened over the last couple of years. But, you know, just being conservative and, and seeing how the whole vaccine plays out in the early part of this year and how that affects everything, uh, just going to be a little bit on the conservative side and predict uh, 7 to 8%. And what about in terms of the cost of borrowing money? Do you think that's going to remain fairly low? I think that's going to remain low at least until 2023. And that's what I'm predicting. You know, we, and until we have, you know, a, a significant increase 
in the cost of borrowing, we're not going to see it affect the market detrimentally. You can borrow right now for 2%, even if that goes up to 25 or 3%. These are some of the lowest rates we've seen in our lifetime. And that's going to continue. The, you know, the interest rate isn't going to double overnight. It's not going to triple overnight. So it's going to be a gradual increase at best. And I don't think it'll increase for the next two or three years. So if you were to leave us with one message for perhaps a first-time buyer and someone who is looking to sell their current home, what would you be saying to those groups? For the first-time buyer, you need to get pre-approved. You need to get out there and find a place because every year that you wait, you're losing opportunity cost. And by that, I mean if you have a down payment of $40,000 or $50,000 sitting around, that's pretty much the average price increase so uh, per year. So if you're going to be losing that $50,000 in an average price increase, it's going to get harder for you to purchase. The best thing to do is get pre-qualified. Even if you're buying a small condo, get into the market, start making money off of the equity increases, and set yourself up for a good future. If you're selling a home, we have to have a chat because I want to make sure that you're doing it for the right reason. Some people will say, I'm going to sell my home, bank the money, and I'm going to rent for a year or two and then get back into the market. If that's your train of thought, we need to chat because that is not the smartest decision. If you're upsizing or if you're smart sizing, you know, downsizing, you want to be able to get the home that you want first before you put yours on the market because with limited inventory, your home's going to sell quick. We want you to find the right home first. So, you know, lots of conversations to be had if you're selling your home and uh, we want to know where you want to go and what your plans are and we'll put a plan together for you. Okay, after the break, a preview of the 2021 rental market. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from Remax Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market. This is York Region's only radio real estate show. I'm station manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Asif Khan with Remax Prime Properties, and he has today's guest. Thank you, Tina. Joining us is Paul Dennison, content director at Rentals.ca. Paul, welcome to the show. Great, thank you. Paul, what a ride! Uh, what a ride! Twenty twenty was for rental properties in Canada. The average monthly rent for all Canadian properties listed on Rentals.ca in November declined nine point one percent annually to seventeen hundred and forty-three dollars. So that's pretty much a one hundred and eighty degree turn compared to last year at this time when it was up nine point four percent. Tell us a little bit about uh, what's been going on in the rentals. Well, as with the real estate market, the pandemic happened and uh, just uh, turned everything upside down in 2020, uh, almost as if it's a black swan event. Um, So, like you said, I mean, rents declined a little over 9% this year, and they they were up this time in um, uh, 2019 by by 9.4%. So... Um, with the epidemic, we had the border closing. We had a lot less immigration. Uh, people started to work from home in large numbers. Uh, students weren't out uh, renting apartments, learning virtually, living 
not living on university campuses. Uh, short-term rentals all of a sudden became converted to long-term rentals. Uh, a lot turned upside down in 2020. So before we get into the forecast for 2021, what can you tell us about some of the areas in York Region? What was the rent like there? Uh, rents were typically down. Uh, Markham, Richmond Hill, Vaughan. Um, let's just say, uh, let's take Vaughan, for instance, year over year for a one-bedroom. It's down was down 11.3%. Uh, a two-bedroom was down 18.4%. Richmond Hill, one bedroom was down 13.1%. A two bedroom was down 3.6%. So rents were generally down uh, in all of York region. And we're looking at 2021 now. And what had happened in 2020 was it was pretty much overnight that the rental market got shut down. And there was so much supply that hit the market back in March and April of 2020. How do you see that playing out moving forward, and when do you think we'll get back to pre-2020 values? Okay, yeah, it's interesting you you hit upon the supply because uh, CMHC came out with some figures that said that supply was up uh, tremendously last year, uh, probably more so than the last 30 years. But I, I think because of the second surge, things are going to play out a little bit slower, I think the rents will come back. We're forecasting uh, rents to go up in Toronto 4% uh, over the year, but I think it's going to dip until it gets back up in uh, the second half of the year. Uh, Once the vaccine hits for the pandemic, once people's fears of going out, once uh, jobs come back, we think that the rental market is going to come back in 2021. Uh, but not until the second half, probably end of spring, beginning of summer. Then 2022, I think we're going to see a huge resurgence in the rental market. And so do you think that landlords are going to be able to hang on for all that time? That depends. I think the smaller landlords have been hurt the the hardest. Obviously, the larger ones not as much. Uh, It's a tough thing, especially in the condo segment of the market. Uh, condo segment really got battered, uh, the downtowns uh, uh, in Toronto especially. Um, so, I mean, right now it would be a good time to either buy a condo or if you're looking to rent, probably right now through spring is a good time to go back in the rental market because you're going to get a lot better deal. And in some cases, we're hearing rents are 300 to $400 a month cheaper in the downtown core right now than what people were paying a year ago. Now, looking at that rental market in the downtown core, a big part of that was the short-term rental game. How do you see that playing out? I think that people who have short-term rentals are going to continue to put them on the market until the vaccine hits. I think that... Um, Travel could start to come back slowly in the summer and and beyond, and then short-term rentals will, will come back. But that's had a huge effect on supply and rents being lowered. So I, I think that's the, uh, one of the large play, uh, facts, uh, effects of the pandemic, having supply uh, increase as it has. 
And we also heard about landlords using incentives to lure tenants. Do you think that's going to continue? And and what are they what are they telling you? What are you hearing about? What kinds of incentives are they using? Well, um, in 2020, back as far as even October, we saw some incentives on our site on Rentals.ca landlords offering free rent until the end of the year. Uh, we're still seeing a lot of a lot of incentives: so one month's free rent, uh, free parking, uh, cash incentives. Um, I think they're going to, you know, that's going to continue again all the way through probably end of spring as landlords really try to uh, uh, be more competitive in renting their units. And Paul, the as we head into 2021 now, and we're seeing that uh, you know the lockdowns are continuing, this really played a role in people not being able to see condos uh, or you know rental properties because of the rights the tenants had during the COVID period. How do you see the supply issue playing out with limited availability for showings? and also with our borders remaining closed for new immigrants right now? Well, I think the virtual showings are, are only going to increase. They've, we saw some figure, I think, from Google that said that virtual showings were up 400% in North America, including the United States. So that's only going to continue. Uh, at Rentals.ca, we've had virtual tours since 2016. Uh, and they vastly increased this year. Um, and I think two things with this. Some, some people, I think millennials especially, are comfortable in doing a virtual um, look at, a, at a, a unit and willing to sign a lease. I think the older generation, maybe not so much, but at least once you've seen a virtual tour of it and you come and take a look at the apartment, um, you have a pretty you have a pretty solid uh, renter on your hands. Somebody who's looked at it and really really wants that place. So I think virtual leasing, virtual virtual uh, uh, reality is is going to play a huge part going forward, even after the pandemic. And before we let you go, Canada has generally been known as you know the most affordable country to rent in when you're when you're looking at other. You know, even world-class cities, if you're looking at Toronto, Vancouver, Montreal, compared to, say, the Chicago's, New York's, Paris, mm-hmm. London, we've been known to have the cheapest rents. And now this has made us even more affordable. How do you see this playing out from an investor's perspective? Do you think we're still going to get foreign investors buying these properties with the promise that rents are going to go up, or, or will this affect for an investment for uh, at least the first six months of this year? I think, again, once, you know, when the borders open, and I, I think they would have opened sooner, except now we have this second resurgence uh, that's going on. Uh, once the borders open, I think the foreign investors will come back. Uh, Canada is still a very lucrative place to live, uh, a very lucrative place for investors. Uh, Montreal has always been known as the renter city. Um People love living there. Um, I think I think that uh, foreign investors are going to come back as strong as they were before the pandemic. But I think it'll be probably mid-year before that happens. 
great information, Paul. And if people want uh, more information or want to read some of your reports on rental.ca, how can they find it? They can find them on rentals.ca. We uh, try to make it easy and safe for renters. We have an intuitive site and uh, have full-time staff plus AI employed for security so that people can feel safe on the site. When we come back, this week's hot listing and your questions for Asif Khan. This is On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca. Now, back to On the Market on 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to On the Market, York Region's exclusive radio real estate show on 105.9 The Region. Time now for our listener questions, and the first one of the new year comes from Tessa in Richmond Hill. She wants to know your thoughts on the commercial and retail property market. Do you think it has been so disrupted that it cannot come back? Asif? Great question, Tessa. And when this pandemic first started, uh, I had said the segment that's going to be hit the hardest is going to be the commercial retail sector because people have now gotten used to online shopping. Retailers have found that they don't need as much space as before, and the shopping malls have been closed and people have been getting along just fine without them. Now, what we're going to see is we're going to see landlords and retailers think creatively to use that space. And the sector will bounce back. It always does. However, there could be a change in the mix that you see in the shopping mall itself. You may now see common area spaces that uh, offer, you know, rent-a-desk, so that now that people are working from home, you may start to see more of those pop into the uh, shopping malls. And you're going to start to see more and more different businesses. You're going to start to see businesses that may have only been online have outlets where you can now do curbside pickup or walk into the store to pick it up. So there's going to be some creativity involved. There's going to be a lot of changes that we are going to see. It will be affected, uh, you know, maybe for the first quarter of this year, but you're going to start to see the retail and commercial sector bounce back soon after that. All right, that's good news. Our next question is from Sandro in Markham. He wants to know if you think the exodus from small condos will continue, and if he should list his large luxury family home right now. (laughs) Sandra, great questions again, both of those. The small condos will bounce back. If you look at what's happening with average price right now, you're going to start to see people that want to be first-time home buyers start to look at those small condos again. And as businesses resume normal operations, uh, if we can use that word, you're going to start to see people flocking back to the downtown core. Uh, you know, it, it's it's a, a wave. So people go away from the downtown core, then they go back to the downtown core, and you're going to start to see people heading back there for the smaller condos. Ask for your home. Great market for it. It depends on what your next move is. Uh, we can certainly talk about that and discuss your options, but most definitely this is a great market to list large homes. And are you surprised that January is a great market? Last year, it also started in January. It started about January 15th, okay. and the spring market has not been a typical spring market since we uh, got into like the 2010, 2011 years. The spring market kept getting pushed up and pushed up because of the supply shortage. And as 
we don't have any catalyst to increase supply, you're going to start to see people jump in quick into the market to beat the rush. All right, good to know. Just before we go, this week's hot listing, Asif, where do we go this week? We are going to East Gwillenberry, Tina, our first hot listing of the year, 18 Royal Amber Crescent. This is a three-bedroom, four-bathroom, detached home. It's recently been renovated, and it's ready to move in. There's just some of the upgrades here, Tina, herringbone laid flooring, 24 by 48 ivory polished porcelain tiles, pot lights, glass showers, stone feature wall, gas fireplace. The master bedroom has built-in closet organizers and a full ensuite. The main floor living and dining are huge, and the family room is just absolutely great for entertaining as well as, you know, if your kids are doing their homework, uh, you know, now that they're homeschooling. Uh, the Eaton Kitchen, it's a nice family home that gives you a lot of space to not only work from home, school from home, but also entertain. The games room in the basement, there's a full rec room, laundry, a large deck, fenced yard, and with average prices climbing higher and higher and just reaching the million dollar mark, this place is priced at $880,000, just under eight seventy nine nine, and it's yours. Tell me a little bit more about that games room in the basement. That sounds like fun. It really is. And now that you've got people staying home and not traveling, not being able to go out for entertainment, these are huge features that people fall in love with because now they have something to do in their own house and it's safe. So, you know, games rooms, pools, saunas, all of these features in homes have been quite the attraction for people when they're out shopping. And that's a change indeed. So one more time, the highlights of this property and where our listeners can get more information. 18 Royal Amber Crescent. It's on for eight seventy nine nine, and it is in East Willembury. It is a three-bedroom, four-bathroom home. It's all been renovated, huge driveway, two-car garage. It's absolutely stunning. Big lot, 69 by 100 feet. And you can get more information by calling Steve Fleming at 905-478-1101. Sounds good. That's our show for this week. Remember, if you need to connect with Asif Khan or if you missed any part of On the Market, go to 1059theregion.com. Thanks for listening. Need to connect with Asif Khan from REMAX Prime Properties? Call him, 416-985-Khan. That's 416-985-5426. Or email asif at thehomeshop.ca.